नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सबुस् नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सबुस् नमो तस् भगवत अर्हत सबुस् अंधभूत अयम लोको तनुकेत विपसती शकुतो जाल मुक्तो वो सगाय गच्छती So, <clears throat> first of all, I would like to thank Saile Susila for inviting me to give you a dhamma talk today, friends. Before I come to the gathas that I just uttered, I like to tell you the story behind this gatha. This is from the Dhammapada. I think you must be familiar with it. The Dhammapada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, the. This is the hundred seventy fourth gatha in the Dhammapada. Uh, I'll explain the gatha to you later. Now let us look at the story behind the gatha. Uh, this happened during the Buddha's time uh, when. Buddha was living in Jetavana, and there is a, or I don't know whether it's named now. Uh, at that time, a city called Alavi, and there was a monastery called Aggalava. It was a very beautiful monastery, and Buddha used to go there, uh, you know, once in a way. and stay there so this particular uh, day buddha went there and gave a sermon and uh, weaver's daughter you know a weaver one who weaves cloth a weaver's daughter she was only 16 years old and she was also in the audience you know listening to the dhamma the others didn't understand buddha's sermon but she understood and uh, this weaver's daughter uh, is the heroine of this story so uh, let us see now what was the buddha's sermon about the buddha's sermon was on marana sati marana means death sati means mindfulness and buddha said that life is uncertain but death is certain and therefore we should live always whatever we are doing thinking of this particular thing that we have got along with our birth that is death that is the gift that we have got you see 
along with birth we have all got this also so we cannot forget it though we try to forget it so the buddha said we all have to face death one day and therefore think about it that is called marana sati marana is death sati means mindfulness and that is the only way to see the true nature of life when we look at death in the face then we can see three things impermanence unsatisfactoriness and no self so to understand these three we should look at death so uh buddha gave a sermon and went back now this girl thought i must practice this life is uncertain death is certain now from that day onwards she started practicing this uh, marana sati or you know about death 3 years went by and after 3 years you know every day buddha um, sits in meditation and when he gets up from meditation he looks at the world to see to whom he could help see so that day when he got up and looked at the world he saw this girl he knew that this girl had not long to live she was only 19 years now but she had not long to live so the buddha went again to this monastery agalava in the alavi city now he went there specially for this girl's uh, you know spiritual advance or development so when he went there naturally uh, lots of people come and then uh, you know uh, gather around him so that day also when he was seated there many people came and sat there but buddha did not give a sermon he was also waiting now he was waiting for this girl to come uh, see the compassion of this buddha, of the buddha so uh, that day the her father who is a weaver he asked her to uh, wind some spools of thread and she did that and she was going to give the spools to her father on her way she was she passed this monastery she saw these people gathered and then she went and looked she saw the buddha and she stood on the fringe of the crowd you know and then buddha looked straight at her and when he looked straight at her she dropped the basket and came up to him paid him respect and then sat on her side the buddha asked her four questions what are the four questions and how did she answer them now these are the four questions where have you come from she said i don't know the next question where are you going i don't know don't you know yes i know then the next question do you know 
I don't know. Now the people who were gathered there got really upset. They thought that this girl, this little girl, you know, she was a young girl at that time, 19 years, she's playing with the Buddha. She's trying to tease him, to be funny, you know. And then they got upset. Then the Buddha silenced the people and said, now explain what you uh, said just now. Explain your answers. And she said, Venerable Sir, you know that I am coming from home. That was not your question. What you asked me was, what karmic uh, you know, uh, cause brought me to this world? Why, how uh, did I come here? What is my uh, previous birth? From where did I come here? And I don't know that. The next question was, uh, where are you going? You know that I am going to my father with, my, with the spools of thread. That was not your question. You asked me, where will you go when you die? And I don't know that. Then you asked me, don't you know? That was, don't you know that you are going to die? That you will die one day? And I know that. So I said, yes, I know. And the last question was, do you know? That was, you asked me whether I know when I will die. I don't know that. So I said, I don't know. And the Buddha said, sadhu, three times. And then he gave a sermon. At the end of the sermon, this girl attained sota panna or stream entry. And that was why Buddha went there. You know, knowing that this girl would attain sota panna or stream entry. Now, this girl, after listening to the Buddha, paid her respects to the Buddha and then she went to her father. The father, waiting for, for, you know, he had to wait a long time for the daughter, had fallen asleep on the seat. And he suddenly got up when she went. And his sudden uh, action uh, made the shuttle to jump out. You know, the weaver shuttle. And that went and struck the girl uh, in some books it says uh, in the eye, in some books it says in the heart, but uh, we don't know. Anyway, she fell down dead. And Buddha, that is why knowing that she would die that day, that is why Buddha went there out of compassion for her. Now, this girl, when she died, she had become a Sotapanna. So, her death was nothing much to her because she went and got her rebirth in Tusita Devaloka. But the father, he was stricken with sorrow and he left the, you know, weaver shed, left everything and ran to the Buddha and told him, Venerable Sir, this is what happened. Then Buddha said, uh, 
that is the way with this world you know death is something that nobody can escape and then he asked for ordination and he was ordained by the buddha and after striving for some time he became an arahant now let us look at the gatha that i said now this gatha was uttered by the buddha at that time when he went and told him about this his daughter's death and bhuto ayang loko what it means is this world is blind the world is blind means the people in this world are blind what do you mean by blind they don't see the truth you see they don't see the truth the truth of impermanence unsatisfactoriness and no sense they don't see it they see everything as being permanent happy and all belonging to us you see so buddha said andabhuto ayam loko the world is, the people in this world are blind tanuketta vipassati few are those who clearly see very few see clearly just like you know he gave a simile now sakunto jala muttova that is you know sakunto means birds now a hunter of birds will take his net you know not now but at that time that's how they hunted the birds and where the birds would you know settle in a tree or somewhere he would lay his uh, net and collect the birds and then go see so very few of those birds would escape this net in the same way appo saggaya gachati few of the human beings go to a blissful state most of the human beings that are in this world go to a woeful state because they live such bad lives so now that is the story behind this uh, you know the gatha that i said now i would like to tell you of two things that is that was my uh, idea in choosing this gatha and the story those two things are one is about death the other is about stream entry do you like it So so the buddha said in this world most people are running up and down on this shi- this side of the shore i'm not going to tell you the gatha because it will confuse you so now what he means is that he compares this sansara you know sansara is this you know rolling of birth death birth death that is our sansara you see so he called this sansara a river and if it is a river there are two banks this bank and the other bank now people in this world are running up and down on this side of the bank you see on this side of the shore 
they do not try to cross over to the other side you know that other simile that he gives of the raft i'm sure you have all heard of it about the raft no yes um buddha says that this dhamma is the raft you see you know what a raft is isn't that so uh, this uh, you take uh, pieces of logs and tie tie it up and then to go across the water now the raft is the dhamma so when you go across you see you don't need the raft anymore you don't need the dhamma even once you have crossed the, to the other side that is when you have gone you know beyond sansara that is when you have attained arahantship you don't need dhamma even because you have done what had to be done in this world so um, anyway now let us look at this idea of death now most people are scared of death they don't want to think about it i was just now reading a book written by an american woman and she says that uh, americans or westerners i think not i shouldn't uh, label them americans uh, westerners especially do not like to think of death i don't know whether it is true is it true anyway uh, even a dead body they beautify that's what she had said uh, to look like as if uh, she is you know uh, going to a party uh, she or he i don't know whatever it is a corpse so how can we overcome this fear fear of death we don't have to be afraid you know because it is something that we have brought with us as we came into this world when we came we came with this you see that also because in sansara now some people don't believe in rebirth but uh, it is something that we can think about you know uh, even christianity uh, they say there is no other birth this is the last birth only here you don't get uh, you know a rebirth but when you think of uh, their ultimate uh, you know end also isn't there a birth because you see they are either born in heaven or in hell so isn't that a rebirth from here when you go to see so uh, there is a rebirth even there but what we say is that there is a rebirth not only this time but we have gone in sansara for a long long time and that is how we have come here you see to this uh, world now i was reading about i don't know whether i have time uh, i was reading about a girl who had been abducted by a sex uh, offender when she was 11 years i think you might have come across that uh, story and now she has come out after 18 years of suffering and torture now uh, 
a girl of 11 years couldn't have done anything wrong in this world could she to be uh, abducted like that to be kidnapped and then you know tortured and you know you can just imagine what she would have gone through now how did that happen why it's karma isn't it some kind of karma that she has done in the past that has surfaced and that has resulted in her uh, you know all that uh, torture and um, that uh, life that she led there and that was over after 18 years and that is why she has come out can you see that so that is why this rebirth when you think of it it uh, gives us certain clues to our own predicament our own uh, you know lives certain things that we have come across in life which we cannot answer which we which we cannot see but when we think of the past come rebirth then we can see this is how it has happened i have done you know what i have done comes back to me in some form of course there is there are many ways of uh, you know getting over them by doing good by doing good now in this birth now that we have a human birth and with a good mind and a good body we can do a lot of things money is not essential so anyway uh, we have innumerable times gone through this birth and death and suffered accordingly enough to be weary of life but we are not weary why because we don't remember we don't remember even what happened yesterday you see so how can we remember what happened in our past births now when we think of uh, rebirth there are two benefits that we can think of one is uh, what i have just said that we have faced it many times and therefore we don't have to be scared about it we have faced it so many times so why be scared and the second one is the more important one that is we will be motivated to find a way out of this see so that is why you are all here to find a way out of this suffering to get out of sansara how can we get out of sansara this is the way so um, life is like an onion you know when you peel the onion what happens we start crying <laughs> so the more we feel the more we cry so life is also like that uh, it is not the length of time that we live or how long we live that matters or that counts but the way we live or how we live it's a quality of life that matters not the number of years that we live so meditation on death can have many benefits 
Now let us see what the benefits are. It is not necessary to be morose and frightened or morbid or depressed when we think of death. It's not necessary. Instead, what can we do? We can be able to live more wisely than we have lived before. We can uh, be more compassionate, more you know, outgoing, do things for others and that is how we could compensate for any selfish life that we have led earlier. So, uh, that is one benefit that we can get by thinking of death. <clears throat> we can also be more tolerant <clears throat> about other people's, you know, little, little <clears throat> faults. Be more patient, kind and gentle. You see? And when we are like this, we become less attached to our material possessions. Because we don't know when we are going to leave them and go. You know, there was one princess who inherited a lot of wealth. And she thought, my parents did not take this wealth. Their parents did not take this wealth. But I am going to take this wealth. You see, so how did she take the wealth? She started doing good things with the wealth. Giving the needy, giving the, you know, uh, ascetics and monastics and this one and that one. and uh, Doing all kinds of good things with the wealth. And in the end when she died, she took all the wealth and went. So, that is what she did. So that we become less attached to our worldly possessions. Otherwise we become attached, you know. All these worldly possessions are also conditioned. And all conditioned things are going to end when the conditions end. See? So, we become less attached and also we learn to share. To share our things with others. And also enjoy the sharing. We can, we can share but not be happy about it. But if we can enjoy the sharing, then that sharing is beautiful, isn't it? And meaningful. You must have heard of uh, certain wealthy people like uh, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, Aristotle Onassis. Now, they were very wealthy, isn't that so? Now, how did they die? Now, Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley died of drugs in the end. Uh, and Aristotle Onassis, did he take his wealth away? How did he, you know? It is always a case of rags to riches <coughs> and riches to emptiness. That is what happens to people when they hoard and collect. Now when I say this, you might think we shouldn't uh, 
we shouldn't um, collect we shouldn't uh, you know be wealthy we should not no buddha has never asked people not to be wealthy not to collect not to do uh, earn money buddha has said when you are young when you are able you must do you know you must work and earn and you know get enough wealth for you and your family and to share with others that is what buddha said but that that earning should be righteous and it should not harm yourself or others the way you collect your wealth should be such that it is so righteous that nobody can say anything to you you know so that when you have your wealth you can share it with others joyfully now that is how you can have <clears throat> a real spiritual balance in your life between what you earn and what you spend and the way you earn now there is another very important word now that word i am really going to use now that word i think you might have heard it is called sangvega have you heard that word before sangvega now sangvega is what you see can result when you contemplate death when you think of death you can get sangvega what is sangvega it is a sense of urgency can you see how important it is it is a sense of urgency sense of urgency that is the energy that you get and that can change you to do all the good that you can before you die before we die we can do whatever good we can so, so that sangvega is very very essential in life that is something that we can all uh, relate to see then there is another way of looking at death that is this we experience this death from moment to moment every moment we are dying every moment that we take in you know when we take uh, with the intake of the breath we live with the out breath we die see so in out in out we are every moment dying and living again if we are not able to breathe in that means death isn't it total death so um, that is not the only way of uh, you know explaining it consciousness now when you think of your consciousness what about that it changes so much you see your consciousness it changes if you think of one second in one second you get so many thoughts and ideas and they have all gone away so it is a case of dying being born and dying birth and death birth and death in consciousness 
also when you think of the body the bodily phenomena that we call the body that is also dying i think you might have heard of the fact that every 7 years every cell in our body has changed so that we are a different person every 7 years so you see how many uh, times we would have changed to see this change we have to look at our pictures from uh, the small uh, as a small baby up to now if we look then we will see how much we have changed and all this change we never saw but it has taken place so you see that is birth and death now that kind of birth is called kanika marana kanika marana kanika marana means momentary death kanika means moment chana kanika so that is momentary death now let us look at a better topic that is stream entry so now uh, when we think of this stream entry entry or stream entrant or sota panna uh, those are the two uh, things that we we talked about even in this story uh, in the nakasika sutta of the samyutta nikaya buddha says or talks about uh, a very uh, he gives a very interesting uh, uh, you know simile he takes a little bit of uh, earth onto his nail and holds it up you know nakasika means nail naka means nail so when he takes this up and then he shows the monks and say ask monks do you think this little bit of earth on my nail is greater or all this earth uh, you know all the soil on this earth is greater so naturally the monks say the uh, soil on the earth is greater then the buddha says monks know that the suffering that is destroyed by a sota panna or stream entrant you see one who has entered the stream one who has become a stream entrant one who has attained sota panna you know there are four stages to nibbana sota panna sakadagami anagami and arahan that is stream entry once return no uh stream entrant then uh oh, so once return stream entrant yeah once returner non returner and right. arahant those are the four uh stages so this is the stage the stream entrant so buddha says that that is the first stage if you become a stream entrant that is if you become a 
sutapanna you have destroyed so much of your suffering that is he he compares he says 100 part 1000 one of 10000 that is what is left you see one upon 10000 that is left of the suffering so for different people it will be different for some people it might be one upon 1000 for some people it might be one upon 100 but whatever it is you have destroyed so much of your suffering by becoming a sotapanna that the what is left is trifling because you will not be born more than seven times after that the maximum that you could uh, be born is seven times you might not be born so many times you know you may be born again only once but the maximum is seven times now a stream entrant cuts off the first three fetters you know there are 10 fetters out of those 10 fetters a stream entrant cuts off three fetters what are the three fetters identity view which is called sakkaya ditti adherence to rules and observances that is called silabbata uh, paramasa and the third is doubt that is vichikicha those three are the th- three things that uh, sotapanna destroys um, so a sotapanna will never be born in a lower realm now isn't that a great thing because we don't know where we would go a lower realm means there are four realms according to buddhist cosmology four realms that is uh, the four apayas one is the hell one is the animal world which we can see the other is the petha world that is petha means the um, hungry ghosts and the fourth is asura or the demons those are the four uh, lower worlds so uh, a sotapanna will never be born in any of those lower worlds and the most important thing is that a sotapanna is definitely headed for enlightenment you see definite that such a person he or she would be enlightened there is no backing out definitely enlightened within those seven uh births if at all uh, that person goes to seven then uh, these are some of the qualities that uh, sotapanna will have unwavering confidence in the buddha dhamma and sangha now as it is we might wonder was buddha actually enlightened uh this dhamma is it true were the arahants who lived at that time actually arahants you know that kind of doubt but once a person becomes a sotapanna that person will never have doubts all doubts will be gone and doubts about the fourth 
noble truths are also gone that person will understand be you know realize or um, experience the four noble truths you know the four noble truths is not it so uh, and also the five precepts that you normally take as lay people you know not killing not stealing not uh, having sexual misconduct not lying not having intoxicants those five sins or you know bad behavior such a person will definitely you know rule out not do at all and a sotapanna will have the four foundations of mindfulness definitely the four foundations of mindfulness that person will have and also such a person will look for kalyana mitras look for means that person will will not not that that person will uh, you know not associate with uh, lower people uh, if there is any help that that person could give they would give but normally such a person would look for some you know kalyana mitras that is people who are higher than them or at least equal to them see so kalyana uh, mitra that is true friends and such a person will possess the eight factors of the noble eightfold path can you tell me the noble eightfold path first first one is right view right view very good right view that is called samaditti right view what's the second one second one yes right thought yes samma samkappa then next one is speech right yes right speech samma vacha yeah right action right action then right livelihood uh, if you go according to order but uh, you know you can say it in any way then right effort that is vayama right effort then right mindfulness yeah right mindfulness sati and concentration right samadhi isn't that so those are the eight uh, factors of the noble eightfold path and such a person a sota panna will have those eight and such a person will know what's fit for attention and what is not fit for attention what should be cultivated and what should not be cultivated and such a person will not get you see will not get what is unwished for what is undesired what is disagreeable they will diminish such things on the other hand such a person will get what is wished for what is desired and what is agreeable will increase so don't you like to have those things yes so we should all try to 
attain sotapanna in this life itself and that should be our aim in life at least that of course it's good if you can become arahants but uh, to become a sotapanna is also something very very great and something that we should all wish for and try to attain in this life itself not impossible after all it's a good life that we live so um, i think i have come to the end of uh, what i want to talk about and may i wish specially uh, sile susila and all of us uh, and also the beings that we can see and the beings that we cannot see the seen and the unseen all may all of us all these beings attain nibbana and you know uh, attaining the first that is sotapanna is attaining nibbana that is the first glimpse of nibbana may we all attain nibbana in this life itself Ah uh, now if you have any questions i couldn't there is time so if you have any questions let us uh, discuss them thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org/donate